Hey babes, welcome to part two of our episode on X featuring Shannon Stovall and Olivia Cope. Now, if you haven't listened to part one, stop right here. Do yourself a favor, go back and listen to part one or else you are going to be extremely lost. Enjoy! I mean, we kind of covered a lot of our analysis through the plot, but I do want to say that this movie was everything I expected and maybe a little bit more. I had high expectations for this movie being a big Ty West fan Mm -hmm. um, and also just seeing the trailer being like okay texas chainsaw vibes britney snow they're making a porn and it's again a24 and ty west like Mm -hmm. i just knew Mm -hmm. i just knew that it couldn't miss yeah and it still exceeded my expectations right absolutely it's like the themes are like the damage and the the dangerousness of um christianity and like evangelical christianity Totally. The, the societal fear put on, like, your youth being the only thing that makes you beautiful. Yeah. And just, like, also, like, the the weird stigmas on sexual freedom. Totally. Yes. And the judgment that's passed from that and then the damage that comes from those judgments being passed without trying to understand where someone's coming from. Mm-hmm. Could lead to murder. Literally. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. It's it's a cautionary tale right. in a way. You, like, push it down too much, or you deprive someone too much, or you don't tell someone too much that you think that they're beautiful. Like It leads to murder. Murder. <laughs> Literally. Always. Literally always. Every always, single time. always, always. Every single time. Leads to murder. And it's, 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 definitely, it's definitely one of those stories that, again... Um, I I have trouble finding who to really like root for because most of the time we don't really get much of a characterization of our quote unquote villain or our antagonist. We get kind of like this. Um, they're more of a monster. Like we either mm. don't see their face because they have a mask, or, mm. or it's easy to hate them, or it's easy to hate them um, because they're just on like a killing spree, mm-hmm. and we don't get much background. In this specifically, again, we kind of have reason to sympathize with most of these characters, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what was really beautifully done in this because it makes us not only feel horrified, it also makes us feel conflicted and kind of torn, which I think was a really great tool to use to kind of keep your audience engaged in this film Mm -hmm. instead of just kind of zone out being like oh this is just a slasher film you know someone's we're gonna just rank this by the deaths you know like one death two death three death final girl it's done there was a high body count for age 24 yeah it was definitely a high body count plus i liked all everyone that died i liked yeah i think they did a really i think they really howard (laughs) howard yeah, RJ. I guess Howard and RJ are the only people like me. Yeah, because they don't they don't really give you too much reason to um, sympathize with them. But it really, I don't know. I think that it 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 kind of strikes a chord with um, with 
desires that women have that we're not traditionally allowed to express. Um, and I think that that shows up in Pearl's um, life a lot, where maybe she wasn't allowed or didn't feel comfortable expressing her sexuality or how she wanted um, her sexual adventures to go. Um, where that's kind of the resentment that she's feeling with the quote-unquote bohemians, as they keep calling them. The bohemians. Um, And there's a lot of jealousy there where I think that she wishes she could go back in time and maybe experience things, whether that's in, um, you know, like a homosexual way. Like maybe she wanted to have more experiences with women or maybe she wanted to just have more experiences in general. Right. And I maybe mean, she doesn't yeah. know Again, herself like, that I way. I don't even think it was as much about the fact that she had homosexual tendencies. Because I think there was something about Maxine that yeah. she was so attracted to. So it wasn't like she is inherently attracted to women. She There was just something that she was so turned on about by Maxine is because Maxine represented... Yeah. Everything that she wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, obviously that doesn't mean that this person is straight and just, like, had this thing. Like, but, like, she's turned on by... It's more than just, like, a sexual right. Yeah, she's, like, this, like, woman. I agree with that. Yeah. But yeah. I also feel like... um, I don't know. I think maybe there is, there is like, a tendency of, like, cis heteronormativity to also, like, try to make sense of, like an older woman, for example, in this role to kind of be like, well, maybe, maybe not. Like, maybe, like, maybe it's just, like, all about fame or whatever. But I feel like so much of that narrative of, like, anyone coming from that generation or of that age Mm -hmm. to, like, actually be able to exhibit and or express any of those, like, like, homosexual tendencies Mm -hmm. like was so not allowed Mm -hmm. so like maybe there is like something to be said for that in terms of it like being later in her life yeah i mean who knows but i think that um there's also but also do we love that howard was like supportive of it like, he was like, oh, I have one, like, trapped in the basement that you might like. And she's like, you know I don't like blondes. So, clearly, Howard's, like, kind of into, kind of into it. it. Like, yeah. But, I mean, what man, like, grossly doesn't want to see his woman with another woman? Right. Well, I think that there was another thing that was brought up where it kind of felt a little, like, Snow White narrative that I brought up at some point where she kind of feels like the Wicked Witch who Mm. is simultaneously lusting over youth, but, like, in this current contemporary narrative could also be lusting over passion sexuality maybe it is a little bit homoerotic Mm -hmm. but overall the theme of the sort of narrative is that overall she's lusting over this idea of youth yeah more than anything else and she's wanting to connect with it because it reminds her of herself Mm -hmm. and maybe in this like backwards way by connecting through that in an intimate or sexual manner she is able to like reconnect to herself 
Yeah. Which has been, like, kind of a huge part of the whole movie anyway, because she's asking her husband, basically begging her husband, yeah. to be intimate with her, and he's refusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe finding it through a woman who she's idealizing isn't just about sexuality but it's like I do want to feel loved and seen and cared for but I also want to remember what it's like to be you yeah like I want to be you and maybe by being with you I can remember what it feels like to have this body. Isn't it totally. like by like, like do I want to be her? Do exactly. I want to be with her? Yes. Like always, <laughs> everyone asks themselves that Isn't question that once or like, a million times. Like, yeah. Before you realize that you're bi oh, you, you feel that attraction. Like, oh my yeah. God, but here's the thing is like if you're questioning that Oh, you are. Does that and mean you you're are. bi? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, it took me so long to yeah. realize that. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I should have realized it when I was making out with my, what's her name? What was the, what was fucking Ellen DeGeneres' girlfriend's name? Um, Portia? Yeah, no, the before. <laughs> what? The, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. So her, her girlfriend, um, fucking forever ago, I had her post, I literally had her poster on my wall when I was growing up next to my poster of Orlando Bloom, and I would equally make out with them. Oh, boy. Ah! I would literally oh equally make out with those posters, and then, like, just... Love. But it was just, like, literally the standard lesbian, and then Orlando Bloom, like, I was just, like, equally make out with them, and, like, it took so long when I was like, do I, like, want her, or do I want to be her? And it's like, if you wonder that... Yeah. I should have known when you I was, like, aggressively obsessed with Hanson. Mm, aggressively. Same. Or if you bought, or, sorry, downloaded on, like, Napster or whatever, like, the streaming service, or, like, whatever, pirating service at that point was. Yeah. The, all the things she said in music video. Oh, my and God. And watched it on oh, repeat. And my yes, sister came yes. in and was like, Olivia, why did you download this? Um, like, should I be concerned? It's a good song. And I was like, um, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, and what, the Girls Gone Wild infomercials that came on in the middle of the night. Oh, and I woke up and I was like, why do I feel tingling things in my yeah. hands? Well, um, I uh, Google. Oh, gosh, guys, we're, we're all get, uh, queer. <laughs> I, listen, if it wasn't gay, gay, clear, gay, gay, gay. I literally Googled, I literally Googled. <laughs> literally, literally googled can straight people be queer I love that I don't think I knew you. the word queer I thought queer was a slur oh right I thought like, queer was a slur well it and was I, I googled it's been reclaimed I googled girls making out all the time I was just like I girls making out and I, I, I wanted to watch all the time and I, like, I, I would then I would read things and I was like why am I straight but watch lesbian porn all the time? Which is also a thing. That is, is a also, thing. There, there are straight women that love lesbian porn. Yeah. I think it's, 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 there's a whole thing about it. But yeah. I was just like, I watch it maybe more than I should. Well, for me, it's like my whole friend group and everyone that I knew and everyone I related to, like everyone just happened to be gay or queer. And like, that was also like a, a flag that yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah. Um, so using the word queer was not weird to me yeah. because I was surrounded by this community. And so, yeah, I was literally Googling like if a straight person can be queer. Yeah. Like literally if you're Googling this, then, then you're, you're gay. You're gay. Like you're gay. 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 gay.
Exactly. Which, happy Pride, everyone, by the way. This episode's coming out during Pride. Happy Pride. This is very, very gay-themed. I actually have a huge bomb to drop about this movie. Um, Amazing Sibs. Shout out to Sibs. Um, When he heard that we were covering this movie, he told me... So, Olivia, you remember when you were like, that's old age makeup when we were talking about Pearl? Yeah. And then we've been talking a lot about like the juxtaposition between like Maxine and Pearl. So Mia Goth plays both. No. <gasps> yeah. What? No way. Which actually makes the premise of having that prequel like even more exciting. So oh interesting. God. It makes so much sense though. I know. I'm so curious to see like where they're going to go with this. Um, I actually have a quote from Ty West. Um, I'll link this interview in the bio, so certainly look there if you guys want more. But he said, I always wanted those characters to be played by the same actor. One, because of the craft of the special effects makeup, and two, because I think people kind of want to be where they're not, you know? It's like when I get there, it's going to be better. But then when you get there, you realize, oh, if I could just go back, it would be better. And then he goes on to say, this is a common thing in life in general, and I felt like there's a duality to those characters. I think that they're different people, but they're kind of the same character, just different places. And so that always felt to me to be an interesting challenge for an actor, challenge for special effects makeup, and then just thematically and for the cinema craft thing I keep going on about. It just all seemed to be a sensible way to do it. Well, actually not a sensible way, an absurd way to do it. But if Pulled off a memorable, cool thing to do, and that was the drive for most of it. Wow, conceptually, that's so interesting too. I know, and it's interesting that, like, I mean, we didn't catch this when we were going through, like, you know, who made this thing, but we've kind of hinted at it just because, again, Olivia, you were like, you were like, that's old age makeup, and I was like, I couldn't tell because, again, we were like watching this, and it was mm-hmm. so, it's like yeah. so dark, like the lighting is. So we were all just like, I can't even see. Well, it's like now it seems so obvious. And like, how did we not catch it before? Like, Three bottles do, of wine. You, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how. I think that, we we're only yeah. like one bottle in of that team. But like, it just, it's it makes so much sense. And it seems so obvious now. I'm like, damn it. I know. Mm-hmm. Literally. Well, I mean, you, you sort of technically called it. You just weren't sh- sure. Mm-hmm. You weren't certain. But yes. you, you know, you had an... An instinct. Yeah. My brilliance is sometimes just like too much for even me to comprehend. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> you know, we, we all have we all have our things. <laughs> but that's such an interesting way to phrase that too. I've never that idea that you're constantly striving for something in the future, like once I get there, then I'll be happy and then yeah, when you get there, then being nostalgic for your past and your youth and all of these things that maybe are no longer there after you've worked so hard to get to where you are now. And it's just like this constant tension, push and pull between those two things. I never really heard it expressed in that way before, really. It's something that I feel and like I know as a feeling like in my body, but it's really cool to kind of have that sensation played out yeah especially when this movie is set before social media was a thing because I think social media has kind of exacerbated this idea where like 
it's not even like if I can just make it to, you know, this point, then I'll be happy. It's seeing everyone else's like, quote unquote, highlight reels and saying like, if I can just, you know, um, have what they have or, um, uh, you know, work hard enough to get to that point Mm -hmm. instead of like enjoying the process or enjoying like the journey. I Mm -hmm. think that social media has kind of exacerbated that in a lot of people where again, we're only seeing like people's successes and, um, you know, things where they've gotten a job, but we haven't seen their rejections. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen, you know, so we're just thinking like that we're always behind. And so we're always trying to just keep up with people because we're always seeing these moments in people's lives. So that's what I kind of find interesting about this being set before all of that happened. Um, Because it is such a human feeling to either want what you don't have or to always be striving for something and then kind of looking back and being like, damn, I was like, I really had it good. Or, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm really longing. I'm nostalgic for like this time in my life when I felt like I was struggling or I felt like I was not where I wanted to be yet. But it, I don't know. It's, It's so interesting because we're always... I, it's it's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't, because I think humans are always trying, they're always wanting what they don't have. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think everyone feels that at one point in their life. And I think it's kind of one of those double-edged sword, like um, heartbreaking things about life where you do maybe wish your time away a little bit and then you look back. Mm-hmm. Like if you have, you know, like a countdown, like I just finished up um, a job and I was, you know, counting down, Yay! you know, and um, mm-hmm. it's like thinking back, I'm like, whoa, that time went by like super quickly and it's like it's time that you won't get back. Yeah, but so. I, I think... Um, the female characters especially do a good job at not being that. Yeah. Because, like, Brittany Snow even talks about, like, I want to enjoy this while I have it. Yeah. And that could be something that Pearl envies as well. Is She's like, I didn't enjoy it while I had it. And yeah. I'm, like, so upset now. But I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think they do a good job of living in the moment and, like, just deciding to not wish their life away. And that's why I think thematically this movie is so cool. Because we do see that... We see all sides of it and we see that new perspective kind of from Brittany Snow of and she's seen in this movie. She's viewed as like just a very powerful person, even though like, you know, she's she's in the movie, but she's not like she's not like our main character. Mm -hmm. But she when she says something, it's very important. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is what really puts the fine point on what this film is saying, where you have this, you know, Maxine, who's almost afraid of, she's afraid of Pearl um, in, in that, like she's seeing her future in that. And then Pearl is seeing her past um, in Maxine. So we have, a we've seen a little bit of fear in Maxine and insecurity. That's why she has all those like affirmations. And I fucking love her affirmations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're working out for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she's clearly insecure about certain things, probably stemming from her childhood. Like we, we get that idea from um, her very religious upbringing. Um, and then you've got Brittany Snow, who is just so comfortable in who she is. And she just walks with this 
presence. And again, she doesn't say, she doesn't have like a shit ton of lines, but when she does have lines, they're super important. And they show us exactly who she is. Like she knows exactly what she wants and who she is. She's very empowered. Yes. I think. Yeah. She embodies that like feminine empowerment too in the way like where she's she's owning her own sexuality she's taking charge of the room she's asserting herself in this sort of like male dominated in terms of like the industry that she's in and also just the production team yeah like at the location she's giving directorial notes and she's trying to like yeah she's definitely She's like the middle ground, I guess, between Maxine's insecurity, not quite the, the, the mouse. Yeah, yeah. There's like the the quiet mousey character, and then there's Maxine, where she's like coming into herself, but she's really insecure and not sure of who she is. Then it's Brittany Snow empowered, and then it's Pearl somewhere on the like way other side of the spectrum we do have this broad spectrum from Lorraine the mouse like you were saying Lorraine all the way to um Pearl and I think it kind of shows it really shows um a kind of like a sexual identity arc Mm -hmm. here where you've got like Lorraine is on that one side and then you know you're going into Maxine territory and then you get into Brittany Snow's character and then you get into Pearl who's still feeling like sexual things but she um it's it's on a completely different side and I want to say that it's so fucking cool that we're and I part of me like hates that I'm having to say this but it's the sins of horror movies past where you're just like Finally, we're seeing all of these women and one isn't speaking for the other. You're, you're seeing all of these women who are in different places in their lives and different places in their sexual journey and their identity and all of that. And they all have different points of view. It's we're not lumping them all together. We're not, you know, they're not all generalized um, because even when we've had in the past, like female uh, protagonists or, you know, um, a very female driven movie, it A, hasn't passed like the Bechdel test at all. Like they're talking about men the whole time. And then they're just kind of all generalized, like in this, like women think like this, when in this movie you get like all of these different little um nuances in um sexuality and kind of like that journey so shout out to again shout out to this movie for a passing the Bechdel test Mm -hmm. um b putting the men in the background for once and kind of generalizing them like Mm -hmm. we we kind of feel like you know men think this way and then you know we get the specifics from the women so shout out to this movie for that um so I guess to kind of wrap this all up, I want to hear you guys' just like final thoughts, like conclusion of the thesis, like little moment, like what did you guys think of this movie? Would you recommend it to people? How do you feel? Um, I loved this movie and like, I please don't murder me, you guys, but I'm not like a horror movie person. That is okay. But I do love, um, I love a lot of the A24 movies and I, I love this movie and I will absolutely watch it again. Um, I, again, like we've talked about it so much, but I just love the way women are represented. I love the way that sexuality is represented. I love that it is, it just promotes so much like sexual positivity. Um, and I do love, um, I mean, the sadness also of 
the beauty of youth and the premium of youth and like just kind of warning people against that like it will lead to destruction and will lead to very very sad lives um I also have to reiterate um about Kid Cudi um (laughs) yes just cuz and so I know that was like a very unhinged thought but (laughs) Yeah, that's that's where I'm gonna you know go out on a high note, but that's that's how I feel about the movie. I too enjoyed this movie. I think that it did an amazing job at representing the different forms and shapes that femininity and sexual expression can take. I think that that twist that you just dropped on all of us about (laughs) Maxine playing both her own character and Pearl is kind of a game changer in terms of also how I've thought about the plot and the themes and the concepts that they have been trying to speak about, about youth and basically coveting what you don't have. Grass is always greener and I think that's a really cool symbolic metaphor uh, to represent all of that. I think that was really, really smart of them to do. And so subtle. So sneaky. So So sneaky. sneaky. That's why I was like, maybe that's why it's so dark. So that we're like, is that old age makeup or not? Yeah. I um, am not super well versed in the horror genre, but I... Can I feel like I know enough to know that they did a really good job at kind of uh, playing with some horror tropes mm-hmm. while also celebrating them and kind of having fun with the genre while also bringing a lot of new ideas to it. And I think that was really, really well done. I I agree with both of you. I would highly recommend this movie. I think that it is, it has a lot, it has a lot to say. And um, again, it's it's just so, it's very diverse in in its expression. And I just want to, again, shout out Ty West because I've just watched so many films that are written slash directed by men that are female centric. And it's usually pretty, um, either upsetting or disappointing and I was not disappointed by this I thought that it was very nuanced and it had something to say um not even just about women but about the human race which is really great um so with that said thank you guys once again for coming in and recording this with me and watching this movie with me such a pleasure thank you so much yeah like i'm thank you so much for having us i very much loved being here yay same uh let the people know where they can find you well i am shannon stovall you can find me on instagram at shan mish stove which is basically spelled s-h-a-n-m-i-c-h-s-t-o-v and I do have a TikTok account. That's, I don't know why it's successful, but I guess it is. Um, and that's at S-H-A-N-S-T-O-V-A-L-L, Shan Stovall. Amazing. Um, you can find me. My social media is not at all exciting. <laughs> but if you're like, you know, curious to put a, a face to the um, annoying comments, um, uh, you can find me on Instagram at um, can you cope? Go ahead and send that, send that follow request, and I'll see if you make the cut. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Spicy. Exclusive. Mm-hmm. Seriously. 
And you guys know where to find us. We're on Instagram at Horror Babes Podcast. We're on Twitter at Horror Babes Pod. And we have a little website if people still use those, horrorbabespod.com. And until next time, bye, bye babes. babes. with my eyebrows oh, Ooh, the, oh my god you can that's yeah. worth something come on wait, wait you, i can do the shrek voice do you think boys like like the shrek voice i don't know do it they want to invite hot girls on their boat they can do the shrek vo- okay ready what's do the it shrek do it this is my family i found it all on my own wait i can do that too it's How broken is- but still cut do you mean the stitch? That's Stop stitch. Wait, what did I say? You said Shrek. I was, I was literally waiting on you to be like, get out of my swamp. Shrek. <laughs> no. Uh, what is it? Donkey. 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 What are you doing? Literally, I was literally waiting for you to be like, get out of my swamp. And you said, hello. <laughs> I said Shrek. You said, I, you meant stitch, I think. I definitely meant stitch. I definitely meant Stitch. It's Stitch or it's the the little rodent, the chipmunk <laughs> thing from Enchanted where it's like, You romped an apple? Apple? Oh a skirt? A skirt? Oh <laughs> I am heavily amused by both of you right now. Poor Daddy, Daddy put me gets in the porn home. movies. Daddy, <laughs> put me in the porn. Make me a star. Before Daddy gets home. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my god, stop. Grow <laughs> a cow. Old or MacDonald two. had a farm. EIO. You know? <laughs> Great job, guys. <laughs> that was good. Yay, yay. Um, uh, uh, <laughs>
my god, you make me so wet. You make me so wet. Fuck me. I'm like, fuck my uh, pussy. Fuck my pussy. <laughs>